Hi lovely people, good morning and welcome to another episode of the Best Version of International Podcast. My name is Princess Pokwansa and Happy New Month. Welcome to this episode where we shall discuss something very interesting. But forgive me along the line if my voice is hoarse because it's into midnight or should I call it morning? That's 2, 5 a.m. here in Ghana. But I feel I need to discuss this with us to motivate us for the month of August. Well, today we are going to talk about tradition. Mm. Today's title is Victim of Tradition, the First Culture. Um, why are we going to talk about tradition? Because I have realized that we grow up with tradition all around us. Tradition in our homes, tradition in our offices, tradition in our countries. And oftentimes, the majority of us, um, we follow that line because it's safe. To follow tradition now don't get me wrong tradition is good to follow because tradition has its advantages one advantage is it's it brings order right but all the same to tradition sometimes also inhibits us from um exhibiting our creativity and our sense of innovation and that's what the angle that i'm coming from so don't get me wrong tradition is good but i'm coming from the angle where it's prevent us from becoming innovative it prevents us from exploring so kindly bear with me on this very episode so what is tradition and i'm discussing tradition from a broad perspective from our homes, from our countries, from our institutions, because we are surrounded by tradition. So for instance, for example, in our institutions, we have this culture of, oh, this is how this thing is done or has been done, and so it should be followed. When you see that, it's tradition. Um, in our countries, we have this saying that, oh, that's our past president, that's our past ministers, that's our members of parliament have been doing it, therefore it ought to be followed. That's the tradition I'm talking about. In our homes, certain families are associated with certain professions. Oh, there's a family of lawyers, family of doctors, family of pilots. Don't get me wrong, that is good. But I'm coming from the angle that if a particular member of the family is not wired to to um, to exercise that kind of profession, then there's a problem. But aside that, if all the families are born to be doctors, it's great. So this advantage of tradition here is bring some sense of order, some sense of clarity. If all families are born to be lawyers, it's great. If all families are born to be uh, hairstylists, it's great. Um, designers, is great. But where some families are associated with a particular profession, and there's a member of that family who is wired differently, but is forced to toe the line of tradition that I believe is wrong and that is why I am recording this particular episode. So welcome once again and as I give the definition, tradition is a transmission of custom from generation to generation. So I'm going to discuss some people who put tradition in their families, in their countries, in their homes to become the best version of themselves. Um, credit goes to stacker.com. 
and um, the, this particular article is taken from women who broke tradition from the year you were born so we have one that is Bessie Coleman an American aviator who earned her international pilot license in the year 1921 the first black woman to do so since u.s flight schools wouldn't teach women of color piloting she was also native american so coleman learned french and went to europe to get her license she's known as queen bessie she came back to the u.s and performed daring stunts like spins dives loops in the piloting landscape so that is a remarkable woman who broke tradition because in her era in that particular country women of color beg your pardon were not allowed to get pilot's license so she broke tradition by learning french and then going to europe to get a license and then coming back to the u.s to perform exploits with her talent and that is remarkable and that's the tradition i'm talking about she broke a tradition the second woman is florence king who held many first and i like that remember our um our title for the lesson is victim of tradition the first culture so florence king in 1897 she became the first female patent attorney in 1918 she became the first female vice president of the women's bar association of chicago in 1922 she became the first woman to argue a patent case before the u.s supreme court a year later she became the first woman to win a case before the high court that is the crown versus near and this is a remarkable lady why because she broke tradition in her country by entering into the legal landscape and performed many first so we see an advantage of tradition being broken here Another person that I also want to talk in recent times is Steve Jobs. And aside from Jobs, we have Mr. Bill Gates, we have Elon Musk. All these people are breaking tradition to introduce newness into the world and it's helping a great deal. But I'll pick Steve Jobs' story and discuss. And this is taken from his Stanford speech. He said his adopted parents promised his biological mother that they would make him go to college. So 17 years later, he did go to an expensive college and all his parents' savings were spent in it. He said he could not see value in it. He had no idea what he wanted to do with his life and how college would help him figure it out. And so he dropped out. So we should see here that here we can see that he broke tradition. His parents wanted him to go to college. And don't get me wrong, it's fantastic to go to college. But this one, how he believed that college would not help him because of the way he was wired. And he was right. He became a trailblazer. So the list goes on and on. Elon Musk, look at what he's doing fantastically. Mr. Bill Gates, look at what he's doing fantastically. And we have several names, several names. We can think about those in your in your communities, in your countries, of people who defy tradition and said they wanted to be different. Indeed, they exhibited their difference to the world. Now, overcoming tradition beliefs 
about what is technically possible it's sometimes a Herculean task because our environment, our homes, our organizations as individuals place limit on us or what is possible by disguising it with what they call tradition. So that's as I said, in organizations, you hear people saying, oh, this is how it's been done. And so sometimes in organizations, particularly the public sector, where you can find that, oh, something can be creatively done or innovatively done to help people to serve better, to sell a product better. It's inhibited by tradition because people told the line that, oh, this is how it's been done um, in our countries. This has been done in our homes. Oh, this is how this family, we go about it. We go to college. We 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 get ourselves into the public sector. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not. It's there's nothing wrong in that. But some families are known by some tradition. They're associated with some tradition. Now, as I said, if the tradition suits every member of the family, it's fine. It's great because it brings order. But if it does not, and some are wired differently, then this podcast is to encourage, motivate people that we are all uniquely created. And because we are uniquely created, we must find what works for us and to that line. And because we are uniquely created, everybody, I believe, that's my belief, where I stand to be corrected, but that's my belief that everybody has a sense of uniqueness and this uniqueness makes everybody prone to become the first to do something in this world and oftentimes tradition inhibits people to do that so we see that Tradition developed defensive routines that block the thought of us breaking boundaries to become the first. We are nurtured with a tradition mindset, and so most of us are preconditioned to follow tradition in our homes, in our organizations. Now, don't get me wrong, it's good, but where it's inhibiting our sense of creativity, our sense of innovation, then we must try to alternate this tradition mindset with the first culture mindset so if you read the the story of um lin kuan yu the founding father of singapore if you read his book from um, i think third world to first third world to first it's an interesting book which i i wish every leader would read because lin kuan yu did some fantastic things for Singapore. He broke tradition. If if you read, um, I think the introduction of the book, he says that Singapore sought to be different, different in what way, in the way of breaking tradition. So he looked at sanitation, and he ensured that Singapore was clean. But when he took office, Singapore was not clean, and it was a tradition that was inher- in, in, inherited and. And the citizens at that time were comfortable with that tradition of not seeing cleanliness around them. But when Lin Kuan Yu took office, he sought to break the tradition. And now we can see Singapore, one of the names that countries that, that it's admired and also followed. 
by other countries. So Rwanda, Rwanda also um, has bought into the Singapore story and also doing fantastic for themselves. So Kigali has also gained the reputation of being the cleanest city in Africa. Now if we look at Dubai, the same thing. They also sought to be different. And so each day they break tradition, they defy tradition by introducing the first culture mindset into their people to come out with creativity to be the first all the time to do something that is what i'm talking about that we should nurture our children we should nurture the genu- the generations to come or this generation to have the first culture mindset to let them know that Every individual, as I said previously, is uniquely created. And because we are uniquely created, we are wired to always come out with something new according to our abilities. And if we encourage people to always have this first culture mindset, to break tradition when they feel the need to do so and to become the first in their countries, in their organizations, in their homes, to do something or to to perform great exploits. That is going to help. And we are going to see newness all over because that's how we are all created, to birth newness with our sense of creativity, with our uniqueness. I picked this interesting article from USToday.com and I want to share. So again, let me credit USAToday.com and the title is Habits are hard to break and that may not be a bad thing. So it says, many traditions started with a legitimate reason. So example, horses were traditionally mounted from the left because the sword is carried on the left hip. It made sense, but it's been a very long time since the vast majority of horsemen riders wielded a sword and is still taught that you mount a horse from the left side, which it finds, um, what the writer finds is very weird. Again, it's tradition and it's been followed, but then it made sense, but now it doesn't make sense according to the writer. I mean, something of that along those lines. I wouldn't put words in the writer's mouth. Impliedly, that's what it may mean. So he said, admittedly, traditions are hard to break. They are cultural routines or habits. And as we said, tradition also helps with order. That's an advantage. But we are preconditioned towards tradition. And that's the danger for us. Because where we most people are, or the majority of people a precondition towards tradition it becomes very difficult for such people to even challenge tradition question it ask why it's being followed when it does not even make um reasonable sense to follow it in that particular time or era and here the author says there are some traditions that may not add value now but have stuck with us for years and he gives a reason of the tradition of men wearing ties 
and then women wearing high heels leader which serves any purpose that's for the writer um but <clears throat> i'm back to defy it from that angle where you say women wearing high heels well in, in some in some space people see women wearing high heels as 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 more formal as more tradition as more um and sexy when women wear heels so for some some culture or some space women wearing heels make sense but some others um other culture of course it doesn't make sense and i believe the author of this article is coming from the perspective where in his culture women wearing high heels neither makes sense or wearing ties fly tie neither makes sense to him but in some space men wearing fly tie makes sense but in spaces where it doesn't make sense um i think we ought to question it for instance <clears throat> somebody working in a <clears throat> excuse me in a casual um casual space um so let's see if the person is um uh, i wouldn't want to name any tradition but uh there's certain i mean i wouldn't want to name any profession but there's certain profession that it doesn't really make reasonable sense um to put on a fly tie and a shirt because that one um some professions you exert more shall i say energy that wearing the fly tie and all that may inhibit you from 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 going about or exercising your duties but there are other space to where fly tie makes you look more executive and 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 more appealing and look makes the profession looks more trusting and so fly tie is accepted in that space so as i said tradition uh, varies from one space to the other well you look at your space tradition that has been followed for such a long time look at your space whether that tradition makes sense if it doesn't then you have to question it not to follow it if it's particularly when it's it's um it's inhibiting one somebody from becoming their best or from becoming innovative or from becoming um creative or from exploring then there's a problem so we have the tradition of um So we have the tradition of um as i said earlier on some common law countries in in the legal landscape um dressing in a particular way of course all i mean the majority of lawyers because i've seen some countries where um well i don't know i don't know so i wouldn't speak to something that i'm not really sure of um but i know the majority of lawyers in 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 several jurisdictions are clothed in black and white I mean that's that right and that's how tradition started it i believe during that time the birth of the law um there was a reason which i don't know and haven't researched it maybe i'll research it later why the legal profession chose black and white as its dress code and then a wig of course as a dress code but as time has progressed some jurisdiction or countries if i should put it that way um that's what they get makes legitimate it's like let me call reason because if i say sense is too much harsh of a word 
do not have the legitimate reason why their legal professions should continue with um, the dress code black and white with a wig of course so some traditions um, some legal landscape authorization now don't put on the wig because they, they, they don't see the legitimate reasoning now them putting on the wig so let's say they have broken tradition of, of, of the dress code because they don't see it as as something that they should they should follow but some traditions are also holding it dearly and they also have a legitimate reason why they hold that tradition dearly some traditions some jurisdiction also have moved on from the black and white where lawyer can go to court with blue well, i mean not wear off completely with a blue suit without a robe and some jurisdiction it is it is okay because they also don't see the legitimate reason in following tradition so they have broken through and um, um well i read one reason they said they wanted the legal to be um the legal landscape to be friendly towards um and, and clients and all that so tradition is great but where it's preventing um people from their sense of creativity from innovation from exploration then it's bad i also feel that in this era we should introduce the first culture mindset in people whether children whether adults in our institutions in our countries in our homes we should introduce the first culture in people that they are so that they'll be preconditioned to know that they are born to come up with something unique, something great, um, according to the way they are wired. So it's all it's expected of them to be the first to do something, not to put pressure on them to forcefully become the first to become somebody or to do something, but let them know it's in their nature, it's in their DNA to birth something new out of their uniqueness out of their talents so we should challenge people with the first culture mindset we should nurture people with the first culture mindset when i say nature i don't mean only children but even adults in our institutions in our homes to have this first culture mindset that it is expected it is expected of people to birth something new out of their abilities out of their talents out of their uniqueness so for instance in your podcast yes it's good podcast is real you see tradition of the way podcast is run but have you introduced something new out of your uniqueness for us to see oh this first culture mindset is at play in your country i've said i've given some countries some names dubai we wanted to be the first to do something and we are seeing it people love to go to dubai 
because there are things that have not been seen in other countries well one of the um opening ceremonies of the world cup that i enjoyed so much was carter um the last year i think last year this year i don't really remember but i, I saw newness innovation tradition blended with modernity and it was so beautiful so beautiful i saw newness in music it was so beautiful and so it's expected of us we are born like that we are born with a first culture mindset it's just our tradition has has shielded that first culture mindset you are born like that you're born to introduce something new with your uniqueness with your abilities because no one has the same ability as you your ability is unique and it's only you that can exhibit it in 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 greatness and when i say great it doesn't mean you have to be known to the world but in your own space it's only you that can exhibit it with the first culture mindset and bringing something new for us to see so in your institution the first to occupy a room maybe the second the third the fifth the fourth the fifth maybe but what are you doing new in your in your position will you be fought that's what i can tell you because people are used to the way certain things are being run and being done but if you succeed your name will be mentioned someday that you introduced that as well so in your country as ministers as presidents as as members of parliament what are you introducing new out of your your abilities in your constituencies out of your abilities in your ministry out of your abilities in your country we have some countries that have that sort to be different out of the um the abilities they had like singapore like dubai and so many africa like 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 rwanda and and many african countries that I haven't mentioned yet Mauritius is to one country that's also striving African countries striving to do things differently so what are you doing you are born to be the first to do something nature that's first culture in you and where tradition is not serving a purpose be bold to question that tradition and help bring something new so that your name will be mentioned in that small space in that big space whatever space it is in your career as a doctor what are introducing new in your hospital as a nurse what are introducing new out of your abilities in your hospital as a lawyer what are introducing you as a um in in your field as a writer what are introducing new as a teacher what are introducing new in your classroom as a fashion designer what are introducing new as an interior decorator as a cook what are introducing new you are born with that ability to be the first because remember your ability is unique as a musician what are introducing new 
in the music landscape remember all musicians have great voices i mean no i don't know maybe the majority to be on the safer side let me say the majority of musicians have great voices but they have distinct voices so when you hear a musician you can distinguish that musician from another musician because of their distinct voices but what i introduce you know in that space for us to see the greatness in you for us to see the ability that the creator has given you there's this quote that i came up with that it is god's responsibility to give you the talents the gifts the abilities it is your duty to show appreciation by standing out and standing out means having that culture first culture mindset to do something whether big or small to help advance the course of this world so cultivate that first culture mindset because you are born with that the world tradition is not serving a purpose be bold be bold be bold to introduce something new thank you very much i'm so grateful for joining me today and forgive me for my host voice i said it's two past 2 a.m here in ghana so it's a bit expected because my voice is crying out to sleep so thank you for joining me and i hope you will come out with that mindset the face culture mindset where tradition is not helping you in your country in your family in your organization until then my name is princess pokwansa i shall come away again or we stand or elise and dan or genie or or the chosens and many more yet to join shall come away with their wonderful segment thank you and goodbye